Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. All right. Let's mix it up. <laughs> yeah. Hey. It's been a little while. I know. Hey, we like we don't have kids in here this time. It's great. I know. Um, they were which, really cramping my style. I, I thought it was a blast. I know you did, too. It was fun, <laughs> it was definitely, awesome. having the kids. Uh, but now we get to drink cocktails and not mocktails. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that we're back to that. You know, my consumption of alcohol did drop significantly during those know, three me weeks. Me, too. I was getting worried about yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but did you stop buying liquor? That's the real question. Um, You don't lie to me. <laughs> well, we went on a little mini vacation, and yeah, I yeah. picked up a couple bottles. Yeah, so, And you yeah, you did, too. <laughs> I brought a box home. <laughs> that was not a mini vacation nor a mini haul. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, if you're joining us for the first time or the 68th time, because this is episode number 68, wow. remember, we're a podcast, and we thrive on your likes and shares and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google, wherever, and you can rate the podcast or give it some thumbs up or five stars, that makes our podcast easier to find for other folks. So write a review if you can. That's even better. Yeah. If you can write a review, hopefully it's good stuff. But hey, we'll take whatever we can get. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. If if you enjoy the podcast and you know somebody that might enjoy it. And um, yeah. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Can we drink now? (laughs) Yes. Yes, we can. So Jason, today we are drinking. uh, Well, Let's tease the episode a little bit. Okay, yeah. Today's episode, episode 68, when the market gives you lemons, dot, dot, dot. Jason, what do you think comes next? Oh, make some lemonade, baby. We're drinking lemonade today. (laughs) Bourbon lemonade, that is. (laughs) (laughs) You must be from Kentucky. Uh, No, but I think I would fit in just fine. That's right. So yeah, we're drinking bourbon lemonade today. Uh, I've never tried this before, and I'm wondering why have I not tried this before? Um, so let's get into the recipe a little bit if you're mixing things up at home with us. It's an easy one. So it, this is one of those recipes that the only thing I could find said like one part this, two parts that. All, yeah. you know, so it really depends, but I don't like to do math because I'm a financial <laughs> advisor. Um, <laughs> so you know, I went with two ounces of bourbon because that's our base liquor uh, in this drink, and we usually do two ounces. Two ounces of Contro also. Yeah. Any orange liqueur will probably work, uh, like a triple sec or something like that. Sure. Although Contro is head and shoulders oh, uh, above. So much better. It's now, worth the purchase. I don't know because we haven't, we haven't had a sip of this yet. Maybe triple sec would mix in okay. Two ounces of bourbon, two ounces of Contro, triple sec, orange liqueur, whatever. Four ounces of lemonade. Yeah. We use country time because we're fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to garnish that with a lemon slice and a maraschino cherry. And this we, is one yeah. of those times where we are using the bright red cherry because it just feels like it fits with this. Yeah, drink. we, we uh, upgraded to the great value of maraschino. <laughs> now, it, it's definitely bright Well, we red. had to get our sponsors in there. Oh, yeah. right? Country time lemonade and great value. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> We are next. They do not support this show. They don't pay us anything. Um, I'd be open to that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So, So if you know anyone, (laughs) in the spirit of, uh, well, the markets are kind of giving us lemons right now, we're going to make lemonade. We actually made lemonade, bourbon bourbon lemonade in this case, Jason. Cheers. Let's see what it tastes like. All right. Hmm. Very orangey. Oh, yeah. A lot. There there is, I'm going to say there's too much control in there. Yeah. Yeah, there should be. I can't even taste the lemonade. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you really can't taste the lemonade a whole lot. Ah, it's there. I'm going to put this lemon in there. That might help. I'll tell you what, I can't taste the bourbon. Mm. Do you taste the bourbon? Not really. Mm. 
Okay. So this yeah. could be a dangerous drink. So here's the deal. I mean, there's two ounces of bourbon in there. That's, yeah, that's, that's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I th- I think I... Uh, hey, the I'm, flavor's good, I th- think. The flavor's good. Yeah. It's, again, very summery, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, lemonade, summer, come on. Or fall. It's well, coming up quick, so... You know, um, oftentimes, Jason, we see vodka mixed with lemonade. Yeah, right. We, we went on a couple of golf outings. Um, yeah, and and they had spiked lemonade hole, right? Yeah. Um, th- I can't taste the bourbon in here. For people who are trying to cover up the alcohol, this might be a recipe for them. You agree? Yeah, oh, definitely. It's it's very sweet, and that's usually the goal when you're trying to yeah. hide the bourbon or whatever liquor of choice you put in your drinks, but. No, I don't like to pretty, hide bourbon. No, me neither. So <laughs> I think that's probably why I'm frowning just a little bit. Yeah. I think there's too much control. I, yep. We would we would have to uh I would I think maybe I'd modify the control this a down. Bit. Yeah, maybe like I, an ounce and a half of control. Actually, I think an ounce is where I would start, but really even when you're looking at two ounces to one ounce, mm-hmm. that's still a lot. And yeah. any other cocktail, yeah. I think I would back the control and, the and rest I like lemonade. it. What's that? Maybe the rest lemonade. Maybe more lemonade. Yeah. 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 Because it's not very, it's way more orange. Yes. Than lemon. I think I'd back the control down to a half an ounce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a big change. If Uh, you're trying it at home and this is too sweet and you want, you want the bourbon to to come through a little bit, I would say use a higher proof bourbon. We did use a a lower proof bourbon. We did. Yeah. Yeah. I'd use a higher proof bourbon probably. And I'd back the control down to uh, maybe start with uh, an ounce or three quarters of an ounce, but I bet you I would end up backing that down to a half an ounce and then pretty good drink. I don't want to like give any false impressions. This is, it's actually a good drink. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's if you like the taste of bourbon, yeah, you better back the control down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good disclaimer because yeah. the control is covering a lot up. I like the orange that's coming through and I'm getting a little bit more of the lemonade here yeah, as it's too. settling. We, but we threw the lemon uh, slice in there, which yeah, I think made, that helps. That helps. So, yeah. No, I, the is, essence this, of the lemon peel in there. The right? essence. Oh, gosh. <laughs> now we're fancy. We are not fancy. Uh, that's one thing that we are not. So okay, hey, this is this is a, I it's could a see good summer drink. like almost like a punch throwing this on a big oh, yeah. old punch bowl and Bunch serving this if you're yeah if you are uh, entertaining guests I'm sure this would be a hit yeah just like we laid it out but if right. you like a little bit more bourbon yeah I I would make those changes. Jason, let's get into the finance topic here today. You know, when the market gives you lemons, what are we talking about? We are in technically a bear market. Still. Yes. Yeah. Um, we haven't come back up all the way out, of, out the way. of the bear market. So we talked a few episodes back. Maybe it's been more than more a few, few. <laughs> you know, that we're in a bear market. We talked about in that episode, what does it mean? How long mm-hmm. do they last? All that kind of stuff. Um, so what we're seeing here at Blue Jay Financial Group, where we work, we're financial advisors, <laughs> <laughs> is how do we make opportunities out of you know what the markets are giving us? Because right. there's one thing that we can't control in all of this, and that's what the market does, right? Absolutely. And we, we yeah. tell clients all the time, look, this is out of our control. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that our allocations are not where they should be, but the market's going to do what it's going to do. So most of the time it's up, but when it's down, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about some of the things that we can do. Uh, to be opportunistic and, you know, per se, when they when the market gives you lemons, how do we make lemonade, Jason? Yeah, so some of these things are things that are like, okay, I need to feel like I'm doing something yeah. during this Which is period. cathartic, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so if you're feeling that feeling or your advisor is giving you the impression of like, hey, we should do a few things, mm-hmm. these are some of the real simple, easy things that are mostly behaviorally based. They're not really... 
Yes. Like, they're not complex. I, I think something you just hit on, like giving the impression of doing something. I do feel like sometimes advisors, you know, when the markets are not doing well, there's and, and we know that we can't control it. There is that desire to give the impression of doing something, whether it's for clients or whether yeah. it's for us, you know, to be we got to be doing something right. We can't right. just sit back and go, eh, it'll come back. It's right. true. It will. Right. Um, but what are the things that we can do? Well, a lot of times, you know, the first thing you think of is is the wrong thing to do, exactly. right? We should be selling. We should be moving this, that, and the other. Well, we should be doing some that. kind of fancy financial strategy of, you know, investing in areas that are you know, yeah. more conservative or maybe more cash. And it, it's just very much, it's checking the box of like, okay, I did something when, the th- when things were bad, you know, and yeah. it's somehow going to make a difference. We don't know. I mean, honestly... And these things are act, will actually make a difference. Yeah. And <laughs> so. I, I think that's the main point there, right? So if you're going to do something, because let's let's be honest, we've been advisors for a while, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I'm bald. <laughs> I when I when I started this business in this business, I had a full head of hair, and now I am I'm right behind you, buddy. So, no, not. But what most of what I have is is gray now. So either way, <laughs> yeah, that, that comes with the territory. We generally do something. So here right. here is a way to think about. All right, if you're gonna do something, let's make sure we're doing things that actually do make a difference. Right. So we can't control what the market's doing, but what are some things that we can do that actually moves our financial plan forward? Right, right. That we we're actually still making progress when it feels like we're taking ten steps back because mm-hmm. of what the market's doing. So absolutely. Let's get into, and I think the the most basic and obvious one. We're we're sort of talking about it right now, uh, and I, I've got really three areas here to talk about. The first one being maintaining slash increasing your contributions. Right. Okay. Right. So you know it's important. I think when we always talk about stick with the plan, trust the plan, keep doing what you're doing. Right. Yep. That sounds like not not real advice. It sounds like it's you know don't mm-hmm. do anything. Right. right? But it is. And, you know, if we talk about the impact of maintaining our contributions in a down market, Jason, mm-hmm. what what does that do for our portfolio? What good does that do? How does that get us ahead? Yeah, I mean, I would describe this as a supercharge to your portfolio, mm-hmm. a dose of nitrous, whatever you want to call fuel. it, rocket fuel. <laughs> you know, markets are... It, the, and I always use... I'm like apparently old, but in our town, you are. growing up, we, <laughs> always, we had this gas station and it was at a super Kmart. Oh right. yeah, super K blue light special. The blue light was flashing. I right? love it. I worked there, Jason. Yeah, I know. You're, I remember speaking so, my language. Yeah. So like <laughs> when the blue light was flashing, you were getting some five cents five off cents of, off a ga- gallon of gas, and people would line up. It would be ridiculous. So in my mind, I use that as like this is the blue light is flashing. It's that's time, great. It's time to increase. <laughs> and and honestly, I think during this, you know period of time, people have a tendency to want to be like, I'm going to put more cash in my savings account. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. Like if you have a fully funded emergency fund, yes, don't put more into your savings account. Yeah. It's the safest way of losing money. Yeah. If right? your emergency fund is established and funded mm-hmm. and your uh, sinking funds, which we've talked about, are you're on track with those right? Why would you why would you stock up more cash unless you really think that things are going to tank? But Again, we we're not trying to time that. This is a great analogy. I'm glad you brought up the blue light special because I worked at Kmart <laughs> back in the day in high school, right? When I would get paid and I would put $20 in my car. When the blue light was flashing, I'm like, "Hey everybody, I'm going on break. I'm going to go fill up." You know why? My $20 <laughs> went further. 
I got more gas for that twenty, the same oh, yeah. twenty dollars that right. I was going to put in anyway, right, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. And the same is true when we're talking about the market yep. stocks, right? Yep. Stocks are on sale when we're in a bear market. For crying out loud, exactly. who doesn't like to buy things on sale? Ex- absolutely, and I mean, company, good companies have been sold. I mean, these are like the bread and butter mm-hmm. without making like specific recommendations, which we won't. We won't. <laughs> I mean, it is like easy to go out shooting fish in a barrel almost. Yeah. I mean, you, you could pick a few good mutual funds that are oriented in a mix of a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and probably really. Rec- and yeah. And, and la- I mean, again, it's a little bit more timely right now. I mean, the market has been moving around both positive and negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, and. So it's interesting that when I talk to clients, I'm just like, I need you to think of like somehow connect that this is on sale. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that's like, we live in like a largely German, like (laughs) conservative, conservative area. Which is okay, by the way. Right. And people use the coupons and they go Mm -hmm. to garage sales. And we haven't hashed this out on the podcast yet. Is it coupon? Is it coupon? Coupon? (laughs) I don't know. I just, I say it all different ways just to be interesting. But, you know, and I think that that's a. I think that's contrary to what you know the news media and stuff is telling you to do. They're, yeah, they're yeah, telling yeah. You to panic because that doesn't sell uh, newspaper. Well, who wow. buys newspapers? But that doesn't. I have get three ratings of them on sitting the- on the table. Come on, man! <laughs> Remember I'm what old. you just said about being old? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> so yeah, buying things on sale. Absolutely. Who doesn't like to buy things on sale? It, it feels like you have to disconnect one wire in your brain, right? To, yeah. To maintain and even. You know the slash here in this this uh, heading is increase contributions, right, right? Right. Let's get more aggressive, and this this kind of plays into the Warren Buffett philosophy, mm-hmm. um, which actually I I don't know we I don't, we don't plug other podcasts a whole heck of a lot, no, but, but um, I we found a podcast yeah. here within the last few weeks. They liked our page. It's really hard to find a podcast, even if you're looking for it. By right, the way, that's right. why liking and reviewing is so helpful, oh, right? But there's a financial uh, advisor sixty miles away from right. us yeah. that has a podcast. The invested dads, they're pretty entertaining. They tell yeah. dad jokes, which I'm all for. Yeah. It's good information. There's a lot of similarities, but they just did a Warren Be- uh, Buffett episode that yeah. I thought was really, really, really good. And, you know, a lot of it was going through some of his quotes and things like that sure. from his time. Yeah. And a lot of people look at him as the best investor of all time. It's not rocket science, no. it's discipline and it's, it's kind of contrarian. But one of his most famous sayings is, you know, when people are greedy, be fearful. Right. And when people are fearful, be greedy. Are people fearful, Jason? Oh, Just my. turn on the TV. Oh, my. It, it's uh, it's funny because I, I, I think about the headlines and, you know, when I'm talking to my kids. And so my I'll give her a little bit of grace. My seven year old daughter who was on the podcast, mm-hmm. I said, hey, remember the war in Ukraine? And she's like, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, again, they're selling something totally new already. Yeah. Is the war over? No, absolutely not. Is it worse now? It's probably worse. Okay. (laughs) So like, again, um, that panic, it's an easy drug to, you know, inject yourself with. There's no doubt about it. Well, and we try to keep these episodes as evergreen as possible. Yeah. You know, this specific bear market, right? There's, there has been no quote unquote safe haven. Stocks have been punished. Bonds have been punished. And let's be quite frank. Your, your cash is being punished too. Crypto has been hammered. Places that were great 
in the early part of this bear market, like commodities now have gotten are getting beat. Yes, absolutely. So like precious metals, all that stuff, industrial metals, any of that stuff. So, you know, you got to look at all of these hard assets and, you know, I I look at equities bonds. Mm -hmm. We we own something. Remember, we own something. Right. Okay. It's not just a fictitious number that populates on a statement. So things are on sale. I like buying things on sale. And this should be an opportunity if you can disconnect that one wire on the side, the, the one side of your brain and say, I'm going to be a little crazy. You know, I got some extra money sitting right. in savings. This is when you increase your contributions. Right. And just to be clear on this too, like make it easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So increase your 401k by 1%. Set up an ACH to put money into your Roth or your traditional IRA. I, I was looking at clients' IRAs year to date. We're doing a bunch of reviews here mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. Just looking at what we're on pace for. If you're $1,000 behind pace, today is a great time to just say, we're just going to get up to, to pace. That's right. Right. With yep. maxing out our contributions for this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Good opportunity. Sweet. I like that a lot. Uh, again, it's the contrarian in me. If it feels wrong, it's probably right when right. it comes to the markets. Right. Right. Good thing that worked <laughs> with you and your wife, right? It felt right. It felt right for me. For I don't you. Know. I'm talking to her. <laughs> I'm very contrarian. <laughs> All right. It. So other things that we can do, because uh, I think we've hammered that one a little bit, but it's it's good. That's that's like you said before, that's a behavioral type of a thing. Absolutely. Now, here are some more concrete things that we can do. Okay. So I, I think this is a big opportunity. We talk about it a lot, especially this time of the year here mm-hmm. in the office. If you're uh, if you're one of our clients that's coming in for a review. Get ready. Uh, I'm trying to think of when this episode <laughs> airs. You may have heard us say this right. or you may you know, get ready because right. we're going to talk about this. And that's Roth conversions. We yep. talk about Roth conversions a lot on the show. But Jason, let's get into why right now in a bear market, this would be making lemonade out of lemons. So in, in to not make this too technical, when we do a Roth conversion in a bear market, many times we're converting traditional, we're, well, we're converting traditional mm-hmm. IRA assets over, I said assets, shares, mm-hmm. the actual investment itself over to the Roth. So we're just picking up a pile of XYZ ETF mutual fund and plopping it over into the Roth, knowing that we de- we never sold. Yeah. We're just changing the shell right. account that it's in. Absolutely. Yep. So, so and, and to keep this even less technical, I guess, to clarify, if you're listening, if you're new, you haven't heard us talk about this before. A traditional IRA or any traditional retirement asset has not been taxed to any extent to this point. Right. So anything that you do, uh, moving money out of that comes at the cost of taxation and maybe penalties, depending on where you're at, uh, what, what age you are. A Roth conversion is taking traditional assets and saying, hey, Uncle Sam, I'm willing to settle up on the tax bill for this pile of money, whatever you decide it to be, right? And we're just going to move it to a Roth Mm-hmm. Uh, account a different shell which will no will never ever be taxed again right, right? so long term great like Would never you re- ever like never ever again <laughs> so when we're talking about taking an IRA that was let's let's say it was $100,000 at the beginning of the year Jason yep and now it's worth eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Right. Well, would you rather pay taxes to do a Roth con- or a Roth conversion on eighty thousand or a hundred? I'd rather pay taxes on eighty. Right. So that's right. why this is a great time to do this. And and like you said, there's a good reason for transferring the assets as is and not selling right. and waiting a couple of days and repurchasing assets for a few reasons. But one, we just saw over the last week, the markets ran up like seven and a half percent like that. Yeah, exactly. That would have been horrible timing to sell and then try to buy back in. So we're not skipping a beat by just transferring the assets. No, I mean, great opportunity long term. You never give up that ownership and then you... And forever right. tax free. I mean, and you're and 
So we can do the math and there's lots of really cool calculators out there that show you the impact of that. And you know, the, just how much more spending power you will have. Mm -hmm. And, and when we ask clients this, and this is really like, look yourself in the mirror, our tax is going to go up in your lifetime. I mean, the answer is probably. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket than you are now? Let's be, let's be real. Probably At the rate not. our government is spending money. Right. That has to be funded somehow. So exactly. Taxes, folks. Exactly. I think that's a great one. Roth conversions are huge. And right now the impact is even, it's a better opportunity uh, to save money now right. and pay even less in taxes. One last thing term. on that though, before we move on is that make sure if you're you know doing some of this stuff on your own, that you, you might want to seek some professional advice on this one just to make yeah, sure absolutely. you understand, <laughs> you know, you, you if you convert a hundred thousand dollar account, you know, there's going to be a significant tax yeah. impact and it also impacts your other income. So everything's combined as income. So we just, right. we just need to be careful. It's a great point. And depending yeah. on where you're at, Jason, you know, if you're retired and you're on Medicare now, that can affect some of those mm -hmm. things too. Uh, your Medicare benefits and some other things. Sold the business, um, sold the house, big cap gains. It's all yep. impact. Capital gains this. rates. There, there are definitely. There, it, it's a big impact. This is a big decision. I always hold my breath when we do this. Uh, it, it feels a little scary, but it should. But yeah, have your tax person involved, your financial advisor. Mm -hmm. Make sure they're on the same page. One of the great things about us here is we've got tax experts. Right. We've got financial planners, advisors. We 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 know the impact. So make sure that you're working with somebody that knows the impact and walks through that with you. You don't want a surprise come tax time. However. All that being said, as dangerous as these can can be or feel, they can make a huge difference on mm -hmm. your your long term savings goals. Right, a huge difference on your your tax rates way down the road. It's a great idea. Yep. Let's get into another great idea, Jason. Uh, the last one that I've got up here. Uh, it also involves taxes, mm -hmm. and that's tax loss harvesting. Yep. Sounds confusing, doesn't it? Yeah. Real quick, explain what we're talking about. Yeah. So here it's the way you can offset a large gain. Okay, by selling an asset, both of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, by selling a asset with a big gain and offsetting it with an asset with a big loss. Yeah. Okay. When the market's down twenty percent, you have some losses. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, you might own a company stock or something that you rolled over into mm -hmm. a you know a regular account, just a regular brokerage account, non qualified money, and it could have, let's just say, it has ten thousand dollars in gains. If you sell a different position and it has ten thousand dollars in losses, you just wash that thing away, yeah. and you now have zero capital gains as a result of that. Yeah. So if you've, like you said, there in a market in a down market, you're bound to if you're rebalancing and doing those things, you're bound to have losses. But also if you've been in, uh, if you've been invested for you know really any period of time, right? I mean, you if know, you were invested year, last year, I mean, right? Odds are you had some gains. There's in there. some gains to offset, right. and yeah, from a, a on a non-qualified account, this doesn't really make a difference on a, a qualified or a retirement account, but in a non-qualified account, and, and let's not just think about investments, right? I had a client that called, you know, when the market officially hit bear market territory, and and that's when people start to get nervous. Uh, however, I really liked where his head was at. When we were looking at tax loss harvesting. He said, "Hey, you know, I sold a piece of property right. this year, and I've got a thirty thousand dollar capital gain that I don't want to realize, or I don't, I don't want to pay, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Right. So I know we're down. This thing's going to turn around. I don't know when it's going to going to turn around exactly, but what could we sell right now at a loss to offset this? And Al I'm thinking almost anything. Right? Great, right? I'm like, <laughs> this is this is how we need to think, right? This is making lemonade out of lemons, right? We know that the market's going to recover, but taking advantage of, and, and this is by the way. 
<laughs> if you are uh, emotionally attached to any of your positions and they're down, we we know that some that of happens. you out there have yep. that, right? It's a really good time to make it a little less of an emotional decision to say, you know what, time to cut bait on this one. That's right. We're done, and right. we're gonna we're gonna you know neg- negate it. that that right. gain, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna use it to our benefit, and it's a good time for us to reposition into something that again is undervalued, right? It's not always the same stuff that goes down in a bear market that leads us back right the way up. And we've talked about yeah, this. And so, so in your portfolio, if you're not having a capital gains conversation, you know, it's something that needs to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we we trade and in our client accounts and you know, early in the year, January, we created some capital gains and now we're able to offset those with yep. some losses. And in your example, the thirty thousand dollar capital gain, mm-hmm. we're talking at, let's just use a 15% tax bracket. Yep. I mean, that's a significant savings for the Absolutely. client if you're able to offset the entire gain with a loss. And granted, you got to have a big enough portfolio in order to do that, but it's mm-hmm. possible. Absolutely. And it was actually pretty smart of that client. Very to, smart. To be thinking that way and unemotional. Yes. And, you know, in, in his head, you know, he's thinking, I know this is going to come back up and I don't want to time. I want to sell and buy something else immediately. Right. Right. I don't want to I don't want to be missing any time in the market. Again, we talked about last week. want to keep this evergreen mm-hmm. as possible. But again, th- there's the there's what a Roth conversion could do for you. Right. You're already seven and a half percent up. Mm-hmm. You, on, on, you're never going to pay taxes again in a week. Same thing with tax loss harvesting. And this is why I'm going to rail on this a little bit more, Jason. This is why it's so important when your financial advisor says, let me see your taxes. If they're qualified to handle that, right? If they're right. a CFP, if they're an EA or a CPA or whatever, they're qualified to handle it. Here's a reason for you to give them your tax return. Absolutely. It's not so they can be snoopy. Right. It's so they can say, let's look at our portfolio. We're down a little bit, right? And don't hide that. Like, right. I sold the rental property or I sold XYZ and I have a capital gain. Don't, don't well, hide it. You know, in a situation like this, what are you going to remember? That your financial advisor, you know, that we were up 12% one year or we were down 8% one year. Or are you going to remember, my advisor saved me $10,000 on taxes that right. one year by just reallocating my portfolio after looking at my tax return. And being in this business long enough now, and I've had some clients do Roth conversions like way back mm-hmm. now, and I'm starting to see what those look like. And yeah. they're in the retirement mode. You know, to, even on that front, you know, it might not come to fruition like right now. The chickens don't come home to roost yeah. right away. But now, five years later down the road, we've had a couple really good years in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, we have a down year now, but they are so far ahead in a tax-free environment. That's just that's just awesome. Yeah, if you want to calculate the real return on your Roth compared, you know, you got mm-hmm. you got to take your your tax-free return, right? right. You got to take uh, your returns. You got to take your current tax bracket, your future tax bracket. Work that into the mix, right? Right, <laughs> and, and there's your real return. Absolutely. Okay. That's enough of that. I think that was a good episode, Jason. Yeah. Uh, some really good. This is a way to stay positive when things are a it little is. bit negative and really, really Keep your heads up. guys. Yeah. Make some hay <laughs> while the sun is shining. Make some lemonade when the markets give you lemons, Ooh. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. So thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It is time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the old fashioned finance podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. Cheers.
Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC, Blue Jay, is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to consumers in a particular state by Blue Jay in the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant to an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written content on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay, unless otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.